0: I'm Joe Kane. I'm Dan Kane. And I'm Sal Konka. And this is the Imperfect Podcast. Don't forget to check us out at hecklacane.com and everywhere on social media. To the bumper. So we're here today with Ruth Hill. She is a single mother of a 13 year old girl and lives in Yelm, Washington, the Seattle Tacoma area. She's a substitute teacher, a singer, a film and television show reviewer, blogger, writer, and interviewer. She runs the site MyDevotionalThoughts.net, which she started back in 2009. Hey Ruth, how are you?
1: I'm alright. How are you guys?
0: Awesome. Good. Thanks so much for joining us. We got introduced through Twitter, actually, because you found our podcast on uh, Swivel Shot where we interviewed Christopher Gladys and Rick Ravinello and we found out that you had previously had them uh, interviewed for your blog. Um, So, tell us a little about your blog. How did you get started with that?
1: It was almost by accident. Um, I had been following a lot of blogs. I had recently moved back to Washington State and had some extra time on my hands because I was now a substitute teacher rather than being a regular classroom teacher. And I'd always had a love for writing and I started following all these blogs and I remember one day just finally saying to myself, well, I could do it just as well as these people and probably even better. So I just sat down and started started blogging and had no idea what I was doing. Just kind of jumped <laughs> in, and learned how to build a website and uh, asked a lot of questions. And then um, it really has only been in the past couple years that I've started to review movies and TV shows. And then in January of this year, I started interviewing actors I had made a lot of connections through reviewing um, movies and TV shows
2: what's your interviewing process because do you call them on the phone do you Skype with them do you send a questionnaire and have them type it back or or what is your process that you go through when you're interviewing
1: all of the above that you just mentioned okay um, <laughs> I, seriously I try to make it as easy as possible I at first it was all gonna be phone interviews when I first started interviewing that was what I thought you always did and then as I started talking with actors they'd say well my schedule's really crazy or I I live in England and I'm eight hours ahead of you and so they it's so the time difference can be an issue as well and I, and they said is there any way I could just email it to you and I thought yeah sure that, that's that's great <laughs> And then um, I'll never forget the time that one of the actors and it was actually it was actually an older actor. Like he's in, he's I want to say he's close to 60. And so it shocked me when he said, well, why can't we let's go ahead and Skype? And I'm thinking <laughs> You're almost 60 and you want to Skype. And I remember being very, very nervous the first time Skyping with an actor because you hear all the horror stories online. Well, what if this person is not really who they say they are? What if they're a you know, serial killer out to get me or something? I, I mean, those, and I know it's crazy, but, but, be, but, but being someone who doesn't really know anything about the process, it was a little intimidating at first. But then once I got going with it, it was perfectly fine. So I, I, I try my very best to, when I reach out to actors, I usually reach out on Twitter most of the time. I'll ask them for an interview, and I kind of try to work it whatever's easiest for them. That's that's always I want them the most comfortable. And about half the people do say email is the easiest just because their schedule is so crazy.
0: That's cool. So here's a fun question: Do you remember what was your first interview, or who was your first interview?
1: Oh yeah, I remember my first interview that was back in january and it happened to be one of my favorite actors um i i happen to do a lot with the hallmark network that's kind of how i started was was working with a lot of those actors those those shows and and movies and so the first actor is an actor by the name of brendan elliott um who is most known probably outside of hallmark for being In the Lifetime show, Unreal, he plays. He he has a small part in that, um, and he's. He also was in one of the Chucky films back many years ago. Hmm. So he's that's kind of his his fault. What what he's known for, and he had been one of my favorite actors, and I asked him, and seriously, within like ten minutes, he already responded and said yes.
0: Cool.
1: And and then it was like then I found out that night two that I was interviewing him in two days, and I just. I was I was not it was not so much intimidated talking with him. it was I want to do a good job because he's a really great actor and he's been so supportive of my reviews. I, I've reviewed a lot of his works and he is always very supportive and I wanted to do a good job. I wanted to make sure that that whatever I did that I was asking the right questions and that everything came off really well and what was really funny was I didn't know that my phone was not set up to. Except, um, uh, like private call, like a, like a private caller. I didn't know that uh-huh. my phone company automatically blocked private callers. So I get this message from him saying, I tried to call and it won't let me, and it won't let me through.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And so we're trying for about 45 minutes. He's really patient trying to get this worked out because I live in the country. I don't get cell phone reception out here. So I told him, "Okay, we'll do it on my cell phone, but I'm gonna have to. You have to wait about 15 minutes. I'll let you know because I had to drive to where I could get through." <laughs> so my first interview was in front of a, uh, actually a, a nearby gas station I was in the parking
2: lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> great. You gotta you gotta roll with the punches and and do what you can do, I guess.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it, and it really was great. It was honestly, uh, he was great about it, and. He, he would, actually, what was cool about it is he was excited, as excited to talk to me as I was to him because he had, he was interested to know who I was because I had been such a supporter of his career.
2: That's cool. awesome. That's, that's kind of the whole point of the, of any interview is that you, you're excited to talk to the person. We, it was, Sal told me that we were setting this up with you and I I'd seen you on the, your Twitter feed and everything. And I, I was pretty excited when this was all set up just to talk to you too. So it's, it's always a fun thing.
1: It is. It is.
2: Yeah. You do a lot of interviews with uh, um, with guys from independent films, and you do a lot of things that are independent film based. Um, What drew you to independent films in particular?
1: Well, I knew nothing whatsoever about independent films until I happened to interview. And this was again an interview, really almost by mistake. I don't even have any clue why I contacted this guy, except that he was following me, and somehow I was following him. And my friends knew about him, Kyle Hester, which I think you guys are familiar with. Mm-hmm. With him, zombie
0: with a shotgun, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh. Um, I interviewed him, reached out to interview him, and we set something up. And I had no idea. I could not have told you. I didn't even know what indie film meant. I would never have been able to even tell you what that was. I uh, I just didn't know. But we had a really great conversation. And he, he explained everything about independent films, all the funding. I had no idea that any of this, this whole new world to me. And he just kind of opened it up for me. And I thought, this is really cool. This is great that they're... They're being able to do these projects that the studios aren't doing. Mm -hmm. The studios put out some great stuff, that's true, but it's great to be able to have these stories that maybe nobody else would get to tell, and these people are going out, and they're raising funds for it. They're involving people in the whole process, and so he got me so excited that I started supporting independent film projects and reading up on them and... So then that led me to continue to check out more and more independent films. But, it's, but the thing is, every single one of those that I got to watch, people went in and did so much work behind the scenes. They, were, they had a vision and maybe if it wasn't, in fact, I remember I had somebody tell me this, um, somebody that I'd interviewed for independent films. Maybe it wasn't the way you would have done it but they did something They mm-hmm. actually got, got up One day and decided I'm going to do this I've got this passion And some of them have to work for years To raise the money To uh, get all the crew And to get the, the actors and, and I'm honestly in awe Of what independent filmmakers do When I realize all the work That goes into what they do it's amazing.
0: Yeah, we've been doing some smaller projects over the last year or two year or two and you know there is just a ton of work. I mean, we've done a couple of film competitions and a couple of film festivals and you know the work just to Get the film produced on zero budget, basically, right? And and then you know marketing it and then entering into the festival. Yeah, there's there's a ton a ton of work that goes into it, and that, that's why it's great to have somebody like you here that really truly supports indie film. Um, you know, and and part of the reason we're doing this podcast is so we can also help. You know. Build more relationships in the industry and meet more people this way and, and all that type of stuff, and be able to help other independent filmmakers have a platform so they can showcase their
2: stuff. So, there's a ton of people out there who are wanting to even get into film and don't know how. And the hope is that, you know, by hearing some of this, these things, these, um, this little bit of advice that you're giving or, or we're mm-hmm. giving throughout our, our podcasts can help somebody. Hopefully that brings somebody in and gives them enough courage to go out and do it. Because honestly, that's a big part of what it takes. It takes a lot of courage just to go, okay, I'm going to start this thing and see it to fruition. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not an easy task. It's daunting.
0: I mean, how many interviews and reviews do you think you've conducted at this point?
1: <coughs> interviews, I think I figured out it's been around 125 interviews that I've done.
0: Uh, and that's since January? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh the, wow, she's a workhorse. Is, this one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, some of them were not featured on my site because when I first started interviewing, I actually did for a while work with um, an online magazine. They were actually the ones that that I kind of originally started interviewing people and um, and really it just became that they had a different vision than I did mm-hmm. as far as um, interviews went because. I tend to be one that goes very much in depth and also there I'm very conversational. I don't, I'm not one that, that tends to just talk about the project and dissect. Sometimes I've read interviews where they take the film or the show and they just dissect it in great detail. And so. And the person's character and they start asking things that, for me, I'm not really that interested in. I Sometimes I get bored reading interviews, I'll be honest, that sometimes – some, and it's not so much the interviewer's fault even. It's just that they're sometimes asking things that I'm not that interested in cause, because what I really want to do is I want to find out who the person is.
2: Well, it's, it's funny you say that because, like, the first um, line on your website there is is that you're a single mother who teaches. And, and that stood out to me as going you know I'm not a blogger I'm not this I'm not whatever th- this is me so what you just said there is is obviously vindicated in in your message that you put out there um I mean your your about line a single mother who teaches sings reads blogs is one of the last thing and and loves God with all her heart that's your that's your about tagline so th- it, that's it's exactly what you're talking about know the person behind you know the, know who they are and then what they do is is in, is subsequent to that
0: uh is there one this is from the guy in the corner that you can't
2: can't
1: see um <laughs> can it,
0: all, all the interviews that you've done is there one in particular that kind of stands out as a personal favorite of yours
1: oh yeah yes um I had the opportunity a few months ago to interview um, Marshall Teague. I don't know if you guys know him. He's most known for being in the movie The Roadhouse. Oh
0: yeah. Mm. With uh, with um, Swayze. Kurt uh, Patrick Swayze, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yep. Yeah. And he's like he is like the uh, Jim, he plays Jimmy. I think that's his character's name. If I remember right. He's like the bouncer.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and there's like a big fight scene and, and all that. And anyway, um, Marshall Teague, uh, I actually got to know him through Rick Ravinello because they made a movie together um, a few years ago. And so I, I didn't, again, I didn't know much about Marshall when I first interviewed him. And um, so I had the opportunity and, and, And it was really something to get to talk to him uh, because he has these fantastic stories. He's been in the business for many, many years. And um, we ended up talking nearly two hours.
2: (laughs) How long was the blog that came out of (laughs) that? That's a lot of editing.
1: (laughs) That one, it, it is on my blog. I actually had to break it into two parts because there was so much. Yeah that he had so much and what's really cool about Marshall also is he also is very big on independent films in fact tonight one of his um, one of the independent films that he was in is actually at the Long Beach Film Festival uh, in California
0: what if you could interview anybody through past history alive or dead or past or you know is there anybody throughout history that uh, you would love to interview
2: I would I would even open that question up to, you know, not just filmmakers or anything else. Anyone Any, that you anyone. would like to interview?
1: Yeah, that's and I was I was actually thinking about this last night. Uh, I was thinking through that question. I was thinking who would I interview if it could be anyone? Um, honestly, I think the person that I would interview, and it does happen to be somebody who was connected with with television. But, um, someone who I think was influential in, in my life, um, was actually, uh, Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers neighborhood. You probably know about that.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and it's, it's kind of funny, but, but, um, when I was growing up, I was, I was again, I mean, even quieter, even shyer than, than I am now. And. And there were a lot of there were a lot of family issues, just there were a lot of things going on and I was usually by myself a lot and didn't have a lot of confidence in who I was. And I can remember turning on his program and and I was even older when I really got in I, I wasn't like a little tiny kid. I was I was in elementary school and just somehow I hadn't even realized the show and I started turning it on and since he was a musician. I connected that way because since I knew he played piano, I played the piano, he'd write songs and I remember even that kind of got me going, oh, I can write songs and I remember actually kind of playing around with that idea, writing songs and so I think that although I never knew him, although I actually, before he passed away, the coolest thing that happened is I was able to send him an email and I actually did get a response back and that was really Cool because I wanted to let him know that you know how how influential he'd been in my young life, and I think that it would it'd really, it would be really would have been it would be really cool if I could interview anyone. I think I would choose him, just that's because. Cool. I,
0: yeah. that's, good. Oh, that's that's great. excellent. That's a I great mean, great every story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was awesome. just completely enthralled in your story right there. <laughs> 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 it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, you, we all grew up watching Mister Rogers. Obviously, he's an icon, right? He's an iconic television character, actor, right? And and you're right. I think you, people forget that he was a musician as well on top of that. And um, yeah, I mean that that it's it's anybody that that's the power of television and movies, right? You never know where somebody's going to influence you from. Um, so you mentioned yeah. um, you know making money with your blog and things like that. I mean, obviously, other people aspire to having blogs do you make a living with the site
1: I do not at this point um, I do have some on occasion I have I'm able to do like a sponsored post or something like that and and I will get some money off of that um, I was at a point where I was starting down that road but when I changed over to doing the reviews and interviews, I think that that changed a few things, and it's kind of like I had to. In some ways, I kind of had to start my start building things again. I and mean, yes, I had the social media following, which I'm I'm grateful for. I've worked it, I've worked extremely hard to build the social following that I have. That's that's been probably I concentrate on that sometimes more than I do building the following on my blog. So at this point, it's not been. For money. I'm not making money on the site mm-hmm. necessarily. But I think I I think that it's getting closer to that point, I guess I'd say. Um I hope to at one I hope to sometime in the near future to have it at least where I'm making a part time income. That would be nice.
0: Sure, yeah, of course. I mean that that's everybody's dream, right? Make a living doing what you love. Right. And that's that's what we sit around talking about. It's like, okay, that's how do we continue to get to that next step how to you know I think when we spoke to Rick ravenello on the interview it was like you know don't kid yourself that it's not about the money the money allows us to get from the next project to the next right so you know we're all on zero dollars zero budgets right now trying to help each other out which is you know we really appreciate you taking the time to be on our on our show because we're we're just starting out with this podcast as well so um, hopefully you'll get to see one of our films in the near future we know we'd love to have you do that um, but um, what recommendations would you have for somebody starting an independent blog or just a, a blog in general?
1: You have to figure out why you're wanting to do this. I have, I have followed enough blogs, I've followed the blogging community and I've seen blogs that make it and blogs that fail and a lot of times the blogs that fail, they're doing it for the wrong reasons they are going into it thinking that they're going to be, they've heard the success stories of these big time bloggers that make a hundred thousand dollars a year blogging or something like that. And I'm not making that up. There are bloggers, of mm-hmm. course, that are able to make that kind of money. And so some people go into it with the whole mindset of, I'm going to make lots of money. I'm going to get free products that I can read that, that I can review and, and, I've had even people that will look at what I'm doing, oh, you're getting to interview all these great people, and I think sometimes these people think that, quite literally, I sit around all day and interview famous people, and that's <laughs> not really how it works. A lot of people are not willing to put the work into it and the time that's necessary, especially when you get started. You're not gonna be making anything, and probably you're gonna have to put out some money for it to initially get yourself started so you have to realize why am i doing this am i doing this because i really have a passion i'm passionate about writing i'm passionate about reviewing these things whatever your focus is you need to figure that out first and so if you're doing it for the right reasons then you, you next need to do some more do some research to figure out what what blogging platform you're going to start on and and all that but, th- but i think the main thing is Get your focus right, mm-hmm. because it, and it, it's also not going to be to be to become rich and famous. That you know, it's the same kind of thing as acting. I'm always act, asking actors, what's what's your advice for people who want to become actors or want to be a part of the entertainment business? Well, of course, it's not to be rich and famous because that's not probably. It, there's a good chance that's not going to happen.
0: It's a premise that uh, I've brought up before as well in, in other episodes, and it, it's about this concept of starting with why and I'll I'll call, I'll call it out because it was a book that I read and it's by a gentleman named Simon Sinek And the book is called start with why it's a business it's a business book and it's it's he has this premise called the golden circle uh, that he talks about and it's really easy for people they talk about what they do and how they do it but a lot of people can't explain or companies or businesses and just like you your blog is a personal brand right it's business for you almost and um, a lot of people aren't able to talk about why they do what they do you know people go why do you want to start a blog because i want to make money no money is an end result of doing what you want to do or what you're passionate about just the same reason why we make films and why we started the podcast it wasn't about making money and becoming rich we're doing it because we have a passion for it we want to tell we have stories that we want to tell and you know the podcast is an outshoot of that an offshoot of that so it, I, I agree you know 100 percent with what you're saying it's great advice for anybody out there so
2: uh what's next for you? What's where are you going with uh your site? What are you going with what you're doing? Um maybe you'll be doing a podcast soon?
1: Interestingly enough, I think it was oh, it was a few months back because it because I was having to make a decision, do I stick with the online magazine? Do I come back to my blog? And I was going back and forth in that decision, and it was actually Sebastian Spence, Rick Rabinello. I go to both of them. They <laughs> they know that i'm regularly (laughs) coming to them for um which they're both really really great at giving giving the advice and i think it was actually um rick made it clear i need to definitely go back to my blog that's where i'm happiest and i he was actually kind of my my deciding voice on that he because because he has a way of a way of talking that um in no uncertain terms, you know, this is what you need to do. And that was what I needed to hear. And then Sebastian and I have talked about talk, talked back and forth, messaging back and forth, about possibly if he's he's even consider he's even offered that maybe he could help with this. We've talked about maybe eventually having some live interviews. It's 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 possible. We might we might get to that stage. We're not there yet, but it's something that would be maybe off off in the future. Because again, I've only been interviewing since January, so sure. it, I mean that would be something. But I know that that no matter what, even if I do start doing um, live doing interviews like that, that I would still always go back to the writing because um, what I've really been focusing on with the interviews, even more so as I go along, because of course my interview. Man, I go back and I read the interviews that I did back in January and February, and I'm almost. I just think what was I thinking I didn't have a clue what I was doing it's very clear I mean I can see it I can look back and think those are really not very good compared to what I do now because now I've I've learned so much more but um, i really I really just want to more at least immediately right now I'm looking more towards just continuing to refine my interviewing style to refine the way that I'm the questions that I ask, I'm trying to not always ask always the same questions. I'm trying to make it very interesting and really trying to bring the level of my writing skills up. Always, always trying to strive to be better, I guess I'd say. Mm-hmm. And it's really when the person I've interviewed and this happens very regularly, especially now that they come back and they just are blown away by, by what I, by what I say. Cause, um, in the interview, because you, because a lot of interviewers, and this is kind of I think something that separates me a little bit from a lot of interviewers. It's really easy. I think anyone who wants to interview, anybody can just put a transcript of an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's easy. That is extremely easy. The difference is that I take that, especially at the end of each interview, I trying to try to synthesize everything together and get an idea, present a perspective on that person. Again, going back to the thing of, I want you to be able to see the person as I see them. And I can't tell you how many people, the messages that I've gotten back from these actors and directors whom I have interviewed, they read that ending, the, the concluding paragraph about, that, that I've said about them. And they're just blown away. They they say if they're having a bad day, they're going to come back and read that because they know that I'm very sincere in what I do. And they know that I'm putting positivity out there, which is something I'm very passionate about. I, want, I mean, everything that I do in my blog is very positive. And so immediately, probably not live interviews, probably not a podcast, but eventually... I'm definitely open to that.
2: I just wanted to thank Ruth Hill for taking the time out of her her busy schedule to uh, talk with us today. Her website is MyDevotionalThoughts.net. You can check her out and follow her blog. And you can hit her up on Twitter at RuthHill74. At Twitter. Yes, at Twitter.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Alright, thank you cool. guys for,
2: for listening, and uh, this has been the Imperfect Podcast. Check us out at hecklercane.com, and we'll put all the links for Ruth's uh, blog down in our notes below. Thank you.